Yes, it's the place to be for all things franchising. Hello everybody and welcome. Today's topic is PR to the max. How to get your brand out there. Franchise Simply are committed to ensuring you're informed about all relevant topics, including branding and PR. So it'd be great, it's great to be with you again and um, I'm pretty happy here today because I've got a very special guest. I met Sarah Broad when she interviewed me for a television program and they were so impressed that I snared her to come along and have a chat to us. So a quick reminder, uh, have a pen and paper ready because I guarantee you, you'll want to make a few notes for sure. Um, and for our Franchise Simply members, remember of course the transcript of this radio show will be available in our members vault along with the radio show. So Sarah Broad's got a long career um, in consumer PR and communications for quite a number of Australian brands. She's helped raise the national and regional profile and roll out consumer campaigns. We've dominated pizza, coffee club group, retail food group, including people like Rumbies and Donut King, Michelle's, Crust Pizza, Pizza Cake. And so a lot of experience specifically in franchising as well. Her areas of expertise, she tells me, include internal and external communication strategy, development and tactical delivery of media relations, crisis communication, investor relations and social PR. So uh, she's got a lot of relationships with influencers, the people you need to talk to in news outlets, business media, consumer publications and, and works close, closely with her connections to seed stories and make sure she gets a good voice for her clients. So Sarah, welcome to you. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much for having me. Anything I missed out on your bio there you'd like to add? No, I guess um, the only other thing I would love to add, which is relevant uh, to the franchise industry, is I've lived and breathed franchising since I was born. <laughs> my uh, my father was in a franchise business uh, that he started uh, the year I was born, so it's um, definitely been in my my blood. Sometimes it can be a bit of a fickle industry, but um, you know, knowing the ins and outs and working on a, on a variety of levels over the years sort of has enabled us to develop really strong PR marketing campaigns for the franchise sector. Excellent. That's great. I'm glad you added that for us. So, so just to get the ball rolling, um, why is marketing and PR so important for business? Well, I guess overall, like marketing um, and, and more recently the surge in um, PR, it, it's a really important element for businesses because, uh, one, it helps them build their brand awareness. Uh, it can help attract customers and also really build that customer, customer loyalty. We're finding more and more these days that um, customers – um, have so much choice in the marketplace, whether it's, you know, where they're going to go for the next coffee, you know, what swim shop are they going to go to for their pool chemicals. So being able to build um, a loyal customer base through many, many touch points um, has really sort of seen marketing develop a lot more than pure advertising. Um, and one of the key, the key things is keeping your brand top of mind. And um, that's one thing that you mentioned uh, for my profile, social PR, the surge in social media has really added more elements to that marketing mix to help keep your brand top of mind. Right, no, and that makes sense. So it's expanded your, your, the, the breadth of your areas of activity. I can understand that. It makes a lot of sense. So um, perhaps you can explain to us um, why it is you don't have to spend a fortune to communicate and captivate with your audience in the way you're describing Yes, I mean, we would all love to have the multi-million dollar budgets of, I guess, you know, Apple and Pepsi, or, you know, McDonald's. But I guess 
the key thing to marketing is if you do it the do it right for your business, you don't actually have to spend a fortune to reach your target market. Um, more, we're finding a lot these days that people are going out with mass advertising and mass communication, but they're actually reaching audiences that may never actually buy their product or be interested in their product. So cost-effective marketing and PR is, is all about, one, understanding who your customers are and hitting them with the right message that is, that is key to um, attracting their interest and then convert and then to purchase as well. So um, PR, which forms an element of, of the overall marketing mix, can be a very cost-effective tool to, to spread that message to the right people. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to get a, um, an article in the paper. Yes, you might need to have the expertise of you know, somebody on board to help develop um, the media release or the, um, the story pitch to the journalist. But at the end of the day, placing that particular article in the media doesn't actually cost you anything. And because it's written by a journalist, it's seen as that third-party endorsement, which can actually hold a lot more credibility with your customers. Um, and it works well with bigger brands who are also doing advertising in the paper or on TV. Um, it just helps to really uh, strengthen that overall mix of communication that customers are seeing. Right. Okay. Very well explained. So, social media in the last five years has really emerged in the business in the commercial area in a way that I think nobody thought it would five years ago. Um, can you explain a little bit about that, how it's sort of come to life? Yes, I guess the biggest thing is um, social media these days commands a lot of influence and a lot of power. So if you're reaching out to um, your customers or key influencers in the social media space, they one, it doesn't cost you a lot, of, it costs a lot of money, but you're also being able to influence people's decision making in a platform or platforms uh, that they're engaging with on a daily basis. Uh, we all read articles how people are scrolling through Facebook and Instagram, you know, when they, you know, before they get out of bed in the morning and before they go to sleep at night. So, being able to connect with customers in a platform where, you know, they're happy to um, receive information is a really good way to, um, you know, get that cut through with your message. And the other thing as well, the social media platforms um, can be a little bit more. Um, two-way communication and less um, advertising. So you will see some sponsored you know, ads through the social channels, but it's all about engaging and building that customer uh, loyalty with customers. So, you know, asking them different questions, getting to them to engage with your product, um, showcasing uh, new products, you know, before they're actually released uh, you know, on other platforms giving those people the sense that um, they're able to consume your brand messages you know, in their time uh, and in the way that they actually want to receive that information. I guess, you know, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, um, the biggest evolutions of that have definitely, you know, come in the growth. Um, you know, more and more people these days are connecting with friends, family and also brands that they want to follow um, on those social channels. Um, you know, you'll find that people, even when they're watching the news or watching TV at night time, they will be on their phone as well. So if you're able to connect with them um, through maybe an ad on TV, but also be doing some good work on social media, they're easy, easily able to look you up while they're you know, looking at the TV um, and, so, and searching through social media. So it's just about really building that strong brand presence. Right, yeah, it's become a huge area, isn't it? I mean, we, we, I think, you know, most people are these days involved in social media in one way or another. So 
I don't know, my next question you may have addressed really, I'll just see if you've got anything to add to it, but I was going to ask you really how social media is possibly affecting the way we do business. Yeah, I, I, as I was saying before, I guess the biggest thing is that you're able to reach um, you're able to reach large audiences, but you're able to reach audiences um, that are key to your brand. So, um, so a lot of the demographic targeting and the geographical targeting you're able to do through Facebook and the other social channels really means that you're tailoring um, the message to the right people. So if you're like a franchise business that's got a number of different outlets across Australia, you're able to hit key people, say, in the Perth market, that there might be an offer that you've got over there. Um, but the offer might be slightly different to the people who live in Sydney or Melbourne. So to know that you can still use um, a real agile platform to push that message out, but make it relevant to the people. Um, you know, people want to know what's in it for me. You know, what, why is this of interest to me? And if they're seeing a message that's not completely relevant to their area, you're not going to get that cut through. And then, as I touched on earlier, the biggest, I think, um, positive way it's affecting business is that you're not having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on your traditional advertising. So connecting with your key influencers or, um, and when I say key influencers, um, there's a lot of Insta-famers and, you know, Facebook stars out there these days who, you know, along with your celebrity brand ambassadors who have very large followings, you might have people in maybe the mummy blogger space that are relevant to your product who have, you know, 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, but they might have a product, you might have a product that you put directly into their hands that can make a real difference and impact on your business. So um, you don't necessarily have to go after the really big celebrities who have millions of followers. Um, if you're finding a key market um, and connecting with influencers uh, that can directly talk about your brand, it can have a really, really big impact. Um, one example I've got is, um, I mean, she is a bit of a celebrity in her own right, but Rebecca Judd, um, based out of Melbourne, um, her husband was an ex-AFL player. She posted a photo um, late last year of some $2 bowls from Kmart. Um, now, Kmart didn't do any advertising about these bowls, but they flew off the shelves after she posted about them. Um, and it was just a really great way for her to be able to showcase a great product. She wasn't getting paid for the sponsored post, but being able to see those products with um, you know, key people can really have a big benefit on businesses on that cost-effective scale. Yeah, so using that third-party situation of people who are pretty active, have got decent followings and getting into into their into their social media somehow is, is the key for it, what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah getting getting yeah. your product or your service into the hands of um of people who um you know, one can actually use the product and it's relevant to them, but also that when they are posting about it, that it's very believable to their own community. Um, making sure that um, it's a it's a product that you know their their community would want to actually engage with as well. Uh, it can just increase that cut cut through, um, and also build that um, loyal presence around the brand as opposed to just strict advertising and sponsored content. Right, so for, you know, for smaller businesses, do you have any tips for them as far as using Facebook? Any particular points you'd, uh, you'd recommend? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you have to be prepared. So the 
social channels aren't really platforms that you can just dabble a little bit here and dabble a little bit there. You need to really have a committed approach. Um, so setting out a bit of a, a social media policy or some, just some house rules of, you know, what your fans and followers must abide by if they're going to follow or engage with your brand or page on um, you know, Facebook. Uh, and that's a really easy thing to do. It doesn't have to be overly comprehensive, but it's just setting the ground rules, um, you know, for how you will engage with your community and how you sort of expect them to, you know, engage with you and your other followers as well. Uh, the other key thing, I guess, is monitor and monitor and monitor. So responding to both your positive and your bad feedback um, on the social channels is really vital. So um, there's been instances over the years where, you know, um, Unhappy customers have not been able to get a, a response uh, from a business in, in the real world, I guess, whether they've phoned up the shop or, you know, gone through the relevant um, customer service channels, and they've jumped onto Facebook or Instagram to make their complaint because they haven't been listened to um, in other manners. And we do find that a lot these days, that if you're able to respond and, and be as transparent as possible in that social platform, and we call it a bit like you're putting social media fires out with social media water, uh, because people want to be able to see that there's um, a two-way communication between brands and their customers on um, social media. Now, that's not to say you're always going to have the answer for them and be able to fix their problem. Uh, you might need to take it offline and deal with it um, through other avenues, and that's okay. But um, being responsive and um, proactive with the way you respond to good and bad uh, on social media is one of the best ways to build that positive um, perception of your brand in that space. So you've got to, you've got to allocate time and, and expertise to it, essentially, by this. You do, you do. I yeah, mean, in, yeah. that's right. In addition to you know putting um, content up about your your product or your service, throwing in some uh, general lifestyle content that's relevant to your brand can be a really great way to heighten the engagement um, on your page. Um, we tend to do a bit of a mix at the moment of thirty percent. Uh, of brand or, or product messaging and up to 70% of other general lifestyle, you know, news of the day type content that we know, um, you know, followers of brands want to be engaging with. The way Facebook and Twitter and Instagram work is the more um, engaged your followers are with your page, the more they will actually see from you uh, organically in their news feeds. So, Creating content that they want to engage with, they want to like, or they want to comment, or they want to share, can really help um, to make sure that when you do post a, um, a product um, post or you know a product launch or um, a special offer, you know those people are going to see it. Right. So, so you mentioned there about you know some of the areas you've got to be aware of of, of feedback if you perhaps upset a customer or whatever it might be, and we've all heard classic cases of that sort of thing. So. What are some of the, the other dangers of, of using social media if you don't manage those things carefully? One of the biggest things um, of not using the platform properly is um, other people will build uh, you know, the messaging around your brand on your behalf if you're not there to moderate it. So you want to make sure that you're addressing any um, you know, positive comments as well as the negative comments so that way you're correcting any misinformation that may be available on the platform. Um, creating uh, company pages these days uh, 
can be set up by anyone, but if you're a business owner, you can take over the right of managing those pages. So understanding, you know, what needs to be monitored, um, making sure that you have any employees that use social media, ensuring that they understand, you know, what they can and can't post in relation to your brand on social media. Um, and for franchise businesses, I guess one of the biggest things is by having a, a policy in place. So whether that's an overarching franchise policy that franchisees and stores need to abide by, or if you're uh, a small business um, and, you know, there's not one of those frameworks set up from the parent company, having clear guidelines um, for your customers and your um, staff to actually know that they are following the official brand pages as well. So there's many, many pages out there that can be set up for different companies or different services. But knowing that you are actually following the official brand page, the, the brand that you want to follow, is really important. Um, and setting out the guidelines as well can really help eliminate that content, that, that content that could be damaging to your brand, whether you've got staff that are posting information online or um, you, have, you have customers. Setting up guidelines and those house rules will help to, I guess, provide a bit of a benchmark of, of the expectations of what the page um, is about. Right. Look, it, it's pretty obvious now that it's not a choice anymore. You just have to be out there on social media, that, don't you? No matter what type of business you've got, it's become, you know, so totally all-encompassing, if you like. Um, so, That's sorry, hang on. Yeah, I was just going to say, yes, no matter what business um, you have, whether it is a, a small service or um, a product, you know, many, many businesses these days um, benefit from having a presence in social media. Um, and, and social media comes in, in a variety of shapes and forms, so just tailoring the right approach to your business can really be effective. Right, okay. So can you give us some sort of pretty straightforward take-home tips that we can write down about using social media and you know, how it's really such, such a fantastic um, sort of medium, and it can be, you know, quite an inexpensive exercise if you use it properly. Can you explain a little bit about that for our listeners? Sure. Um, one of the biggest things is not to use social media as just another advertising platform. Um, so having that content that's engaging for your followers, you know, giving them reasons to come back and, you know, check out what the latest news on your Facebook page is. Initiating that two-way communication, um, you know, is really important to heightening your um, engagement uh, on Facebook and also Instagram. So small things such as running like a, a small giveaway or competition once a month, um, it might not, you know, be a big uh, offering, so something valued at $20, a $20 gift card or a little bundle of goodies valued at $50. Engaging content like that encourages people to share it with their friends. Um, and the other thing as well is, is developing a content calendar of what you want to be talking about each month with your followers. Um, so you, a mix between product um, or brand messaging as well as your generic content. Uh, and developing it on a, a monthly basis is recommended, but if not a weekly basis, enables you to develop a really consistent um, communication with that audience. So you're not having to just make up content on the fly. Um, and we, we're all, you know, very, very busy and small businesses, you know, um, there's so many avenues that need to be looked after. Um, but there's a variety of platforms out there that enable you to schedule the content in advance. Uh, so you're not having to do the posting every day. So one of the tips I would um, definitely recommend in addition to 
um, you know, making sure you're monitoring your page is looking at what products are available out there to help you manage your social presence uh, because there's a variety of things that do make life a lot easier when you're, you're deciding to dabble in social media. Um, the other thing is if you do have a presence on uh, multiple platforms, so say for example you have a Twitter account, um, you have a company page on Facebook, and you also have a brand page on Instagram, would be not to uh, post the same content on all three platforms at the same time. Because uh, you will find people will follow you on the variety of platforms that you are on, uh, and they don't want to see the same message three times in a row pop up in their feed. In their feed. Uh, you may have a particular product that you want to promote each week. That's fine, but talk about it in different ways or use different imagery across the different social platforms. Again, it's just all about heightening that engagement, which will help accelerate your fan growth. Oh, I'm red-faced here. I'm, I'm guilty of that one, <laughs> I must say. When I see something I'd like to share, I, I do tend to put it to a few of my uh, pages. So, okay. Won't be doing that again, Sarah. Um, so, <laughs> we'll just, uh, just do it at different times. <laughs> yeah, spread it apart, a couple of weeks apart or something like that. Yeah. You know, when you see something, this is, I don't know, this is where social media can be a pain, and some people just, just when they see something they like, they have to share it. Um, I suppose it's that impulse, isn't it, um, is trying to ma manage right. that for a business because you can seem to just be an impulsive poster, which probably doesn't give the, the sort of the, the brand integrity, I suppose, that you're looking for. That's right. And I guess having that overall um, strategy of where you want to be in that social media space uh, and, having, and as part of that strategy, set up what is achievable in terms of ongoing posting of content. Um, so some brands will post every day because it's relevant for their brand. They may be a, you know, a, a quick service uh, lunch option. So posting um, you know, information every day about their brand to keep um, you know, those food choices top of mind when lunchtime rolls around can be really relevant. But um, other businesses who maybe aren't so impulsive, they could look to post two, three times a week. Um, but having a strategy in place and, and sticking to it is important just for that consistency from your followers as well. Um, and the other thing that's worth noting is you can accelerate um, the engagement and the reach of, of content on social media through a bit of paid advertising and sponsored content. Um, and while people may think, oh, no, more advertising dollars that we need to allocate, as I said before, Facebook and any social platforms, it's very cost effective. And, and even when you do spend a little bit of money, the tailored reach um, of your audience, um, you know, say for example, uh, for as little as $50, um, you could reach 5,000 people across the course of seven days uh, in, a, in a real finite area um, that's relevant to your service or product. So the um, return on investment um, can be quite significant for those low dollars. Right. Yeah, going back, of course, a few years back, PR was all about getting your client in front of the, the, the traditional print media and so forth, and, and that was really where it was focused. It's obviously changed so enormously now because social media is such a, you know, falls under that same umbrella of PR. If, if you're doing a campaign, you know, say for a small franchise group, typically what would be the other, um, the other media areas that you'd be you'd be promoting and what would you look to be able to sort of expand the, the, uh, the spread, I suppose? 
Yeah, well, traditional media relations or that, that traditional PR that you, you spoke about is still very important. Um, you know, we, we have clients that, yes, they still want to land an article um, in, in the paper, whether it's a local paper, um, a metro paper, or even a national paper. Um, but the importance of understanding who the right audience is um, has really helped to develop, uh, I guess, the approach and strategy behind a lot of campaigns these days. Uh, and that's where we tend to look at a, a multi-faceted approach to, um, you know, particularly small businesses in the, in the franchise landscape because we're making sure we want to connect with the right consumers. So there may be a story that we can talk to trade media about, so, um, you know, other, other franchising and small business news uh, that's talking about the growth of the business or, or a new franchise brand, but then also looking at what consumer angles there are uh, in regards to that story or, or campaign and uh, hitting the consumer media, so the likes of, um, you know, the Sydney Morning Herald, the, the Courier Mail, uh, The Age, um, The Advertiser, and seeing what's relevant to uh, those audiences can really help get that cut through. And then in right. addition to that, the social PR, you know, the influencer PR that we've spoken about can just really help to create a really um, comprehensive, I guess, you know, attacking from all angles type of strategy, but it's a real tailored strategy. It's not that scattergun approach. Right, no, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, it's becoming apparent to me that it wasn't already something I was conscious of, that it's now, because social media is such a, has such a presence, it's just critical to tie it all into your whole campaign. It's not just something you run on the side. Um, it really is sometimes often the, the key area of where your, your promotion and your PR is. Um, Sarah, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up today? Um, I guess my only thing would be to add would be that you know when people are considering doing PR or marketing, that they you know have a think about the overall strategy first and what their I guess their ideal outcomes would be, because um, that really helps you to develop a tailored approach that's going to get the best results, uh, and that will that, and that can look at anything from your, your social media advertising or you know just the social presence to your media relations, PR, and brand profiling, um, but. We, at Maximus PR, we, we're about providing guidance uh, to our, our clients about what the best approach is for what you know outcomes that they would like to achieve. Um, so if there's um, you know, any small businesses that would like a you know, half hour I guess, chat consultation of you know where they may be able to take their brand through a PR, media relations, or social campaign, you know we'd be more than happy to have a little bit of a chat there and see where we may may be able to help them. Excellent. Okay. Well, Sarah, it's been delightful talking with you, um, and I think we've, 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 I think we've up, upskilled our knowledge, if you like, uh, on social media. It has been growing at quite a pace, so I think everyone will join me in saying it's been delightful having you here today, and really, really enjoyed listening to your words of wisdom. Um, as you mentioned, you're happy perhaps to have a chat with people. Um, I gather my twisting of your arm meant you would offer a particular free um, consultation to people, is that right? Yes, yeah. I mean, we'd be happy to offer, you know, initial sort of half hour, you know, phone consultation or if anyone is based in, in, um, you know, southeast Queensland, we'd be happy to meet up, you know, face to face and just provide a bit of an initial consultation of, you know, what a campaign or, you know, PR may do for their business. Uh, and then who knows where that may lead. Okay. Where should they go if they wanted to contact you, Sarah? Sorry, what was that one again? Where would they go? How do they, how do they contact you? 
Yeah, the best way to get in touch with Maximus PR is, is through our website, so maximuspr.com.au. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn. We have a brand page on LinkedIn. Um, or contacting me directly uh, via email, which is sarah at maximuspr.com.au. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'll put that information uh, together with this uh, this radio show. And, of course, you can, as always, you can always contact me at Franchise Simply. Um, so that's, that's excellent. Thank you very much indeed. It's been, been delightful having a chat today. And uh, looking forward, everyone, to talking to you again when we have our next Franchise Radio Show. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. That was all that, that that okay. Yeah, no, brilliant. Excellent, thank you. I'll just get France going there, that little bit in the, in the middle there. It's funny, it just started breaking up a little bit for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that's really strange. Well, I hadn't moved, but um, you know uh, what phone coverage we like these days. Yeah, it happens, it happens, but uh, there we go. Anyway, that's cool. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll let you know the details. I'm just going to go and get the title, because I'll make sure I get it right, seeing as I have published it somewhere, just giving people a heads up that it was coming. And uh, so I'll leave you to uh, enjoy your Monday and we'll, we'll touch base again. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Cheers. Bye. Bye.